had the runs but i made it <laughs> just in case you were wondering dude have you ever you ever had a, a panic attack when you're before you're about to shit yes yeah i had one dude i was on i-95 driving um up for the holidays back home and it's like there was not a rest stop nearby and thank god i had some baby wipes on me because we just left the field <laughs> we were we were doing the military exercise the week before and I had I left it in my car and I was just like I can't I can't do it I, I kept waiting for like the rest area you know how they have like um rest areas off the interstate and I'm just like oh my god I, I gotta shit I gotta shit real real bad and I was like oh god I, I I couldn't make it to wait I couldn't make it to the rest stop I wanted to make it to the rest stop but then I shat in the woods on the side of the road and nice it's like I did a fucking full middle eastern squat and I was just like, ah, and it was just like fucking splatter everywhere. I had to get rid of those shoes. I could never see those. Yeah, did you have napkins or something? No, I had baby wipes because I was in the field the week before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I got everything cleaned up. It's just those shoes. Um, they were but, never the same again. Dude, I threw them in. I, I remember I threw it in a fucking, um, in like a grocery bag in the trunk because I was just like, I'll just drive barefoot. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh my god! It's better than shit in your pants. Mm. True, true that. Very true. You, sh you shit your <laughs> shoes, not your pants. Yeah. <laughs> the turtle is exiting the cave. Mm. Oh wait, so you weren't squatted properly, and you shit on your shoes? Is that what no, happened? No, the splatter <laughs> was strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no! And it, so and it's it, like you know, shooting someone and blood. Yeah, I misheard you. Holes. I thought you meant you like wiped your ass with your socks or something. No, 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 oh, no. Yeah, baby wipes though. I'm all over the fucking place. Dude, what, I, I what have, am I even doing here? I have been on a run God. before. I have been on a run before where I had to stop running, and I had to like go into the woods because oh, yeah, yeah. It, it just I couldn't hold it. Like my whole body was getting cold sweats and all that shit, and I was like, oh god. Oh God! And I I took off my shoe, and I was able to wipe with one sock, and I threw the sock into the woods. And then I was like, "Well, I got to even this out," so I threw away the other sock. Um, and I was like, "Fuck it!" You know, they got to they got to die in pairs anyway, so might as well get. You it know, out sometimes you got to take a shit, and it's like really hot out, and you're running, and you're sweating, and you go into like a porta shitter or something, and it's just like a sauna in there. Oh yeah, dude! I remember guys telling me how they try to jerk off in Iraq into those things. Oh, yeah. It's like 120 degrees out, and dudes are trying to jerk off. And the fact that you can put yourself through that. And <laughs> hey, they got to do what they got to do out there. Let it literally smell steaming shit as you're jerking off to low bandwidth Pornhub. I respect you in a different way. Now, did you ever go back to those socks like a year later to see if they had decomposed like differently? No, nah, man. Like like what happens if like you our go back to the scene of a crime? Exactly, exactly, Rob. You know, because they say like uh, like uh, nylon takes uh, 150 years to break down or something. But what if you cover it in human shit? Does it then like uh, add the proper bacteria load to make it digest in one year? You know, I like. I might just start growing shit on top of it. <laughs> it creates a new ecosystem. There's a new this, environment. This... 
<laughs> this is what I need to learn next. <clears throat> okay, so next week, Rob, you are going to be uh, announcing to the world what you have researched. Do you guys remember the Simpsons <laughs> episode where there was like a science experiment? It was like a, it was something that Bart had or whatever, and it was like there was like a whole. Uh, world of things like he had created like a whole new world right no With, no i, I know what episode it. i know what episode you're talking about though yeah. yeah yeah so i don't remember the details but there's like a whole new world and like oh and eventually there's like uh there's like uh what does it call it like they're using um like weapons of mass destruction on each other to take them out and uh, anyway, I, I feel like those socks, that's what you've created with those socks in that whole area. <laughs> it's like a whole new breed of species that the world doesn't know about. It's a, it's a shitty situation. Yeah, very. <laughs> but oh, the boy. shits and non-shits are at war constantly. Yeah. It's explosive warfare. Should we get started with Muse? Let's get started with <laughs> Muse. But first, I must start the introductions. He takes a bow after pleasing women. Mr. Rob Fortune. Rob, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jomo? Good. You know, I'm just, you know, just fucking in a rolling blackout as usual. That's just, nice. that's my life. Just a rolling nice. blackout. But uh, I'm doing great. It's good to hear all from all of you. I have to introduce this next guy. He's a turd. Um, he's dead inside because he's in the closet. Mr. Jack Falcon. Jack. Ooh, what's up, crispy. everybody? Ooh, crispy. Yo, I want, I want to talk about something for a minute. Send it. Either last week or the week before, I said I had a mouse pad that I put so many beers on that my the mouse doesn't work properly on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, this, I, so <clears throat> for some reason, the mouse wasn't rolling right, so I just put a piece of paper on the table, and I've been using that as a mouse pad. <laughs> like, it's just as shit, but whatever. But throughout the past week, I've noticed that I go to click something, and it doesn't, like, it, like the click isn't, um, like recognized by the computer. Sometimes I click something once and it, it goes. Sometimes it takes two clicks, three clicks, four clicks, and it's random. And like last night, it like broke me. I was, it was like drove me fucking insane over the past week of doing this, of random clicks. Sometimes it goes first, Jesus sometimes Christ. it's three. Last, no last night, I clicked something five times before it actually like registered that I clicked. So I took the whole fucking thing apart. I put it back together and it's fine now, but I'm, it was like Chinese water torture or whatever. Like it was driving me fucking insane. This clicking thing. It was like a science experiment. It was crazy. Yeah, that's it. I just want to tell you guys about that. Your mouse pad got so fucked it destroyed the entire mouse. Now that we have a guest this week, do you want to introduce him? Oh, I want to introduce this guy. This man is a defector of freedom. Mr. Harley Baker. Harley. Hello, I'm gonna try hey. and do a, I'm gonna try and do a Jack Falcon. Oh, 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 oh there we go. There we go. I had to do that. Hello, um, I am best friends with a bottle of Kraken rum at the moment. So yeah, nice. Exactly. Fucking classy. If you don't know, Mr. Harley Baker is Muse two one three one. You could catch a stream on Twitch TV. Please do fo follow him. Subscribe. Um, fucking uh, stalk him. I don't care what you do. Try to molest him. It's up to you. So let's kick this shit, motherfuckers. Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Fucking no. <laughs> and speaking for the other side of the pond, I need to know, is Prince Andrew guilty, Mr. Harley Baker? Um, definitely a first-class monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to? You gotta explain it to them because they don't. We don't know your uh, the English lingo, you know. And, and uh, yeah, so 
um, nonce means not on normal courtyard exercise. So for people who are in prison, who are paedophiles and rapists. Ooh. So yeah, Ooh. there we go. Okay, well, uh, another question for the Englishman. <laughs> when will Queen, oh, Queen Elizabeth die? Um, I don't know. What about uh, Betty White? What's your prediction? Uh, dude, I think Betty White's going to outlive the Queen. Fuck that. Is, is, should, we, should we place some bets on it? Dude, I'm I, okay. Look it. I got ten to one that Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth dies before Be Betty White is literally. She's literally Highlander, motherfucker. You can't fuck with her at all. She's immortal, dude. Really? So, so if I if if I have GCHQ or MI6 or the armed response unit come round to my come come round to my house, some point this week, I'll blame you guys. It's Jomo. It's all, yeah, it's, it's, it's all Joe, Look it, just tell them at I'm at 109 Suck My Dick. Fucking, <laughs> it's called Freedom Lane, motherfucker. I will say whatever I want. First Amendment. Take, road. You take a left at Butt Liquor Boulevard and then take a right <laughs> under there. Hell yeah, brother. Little analingus, brother. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, Queen Elizabeth is sliding God right now by her existence. Um, she's just she's just fucking spitting in his face like fuck you. <laughs> I own I was, own half the world, motherfucker. Not gonna lie, there was a slight scare a few weeks ago, but no, she's she's recovered. So very nice. Sorry. She lives on. She yeah, might. She old, might. You know. Just be taking you know. Liquid shits. Probably yeah. So if so, over here in the UK, um, if you live till over a hundred, you get a sort of a card or a letter from the Queen, sort of celebrating <laughs> the fact that you that you lived over a hundred. So. If she lives over a hundred, can she give herself one? Yeah, she I has mean, to. Oh, there we go. She has to by law. But she by she, law she has to. There's some interesting shit about her. Though. She she she's been she's been alive for way too long. Yeah, oh. she's just old as hell. All right, we ready to start? Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick it. Let's go. Let's go. Trivia question. Wait, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, go, okay, go. But after that, I gotta it's uh, about, fuck it's Mary about Kill. Me. What's up? All right, all right, all right. All right, Matt Bellamy. Holds a Guinness World Record, guitar player, singer of Muse. What is that record for? Sucking dick. Close, but say no. that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Would it be for being on like? Because I know they did sort of Guitar Hero and stuff like that. Is it due to being on a video game or anything like that? Nope. Okay. Up, uh, This is uh, just just tell me. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say uh, catching the most venereal diseases from slinging dick. Okay. Wow. No. Close. Uh, he's got the Guinness World Record for most guitars smashed on tour. He demolished uh -huh. 140 guitars during Muse's 2004 Absolution tour. Hmm. Can I just say his guitars are like eight grand a pop? Yeah. <laughs> he owns apparently like. That's a oh, Jesus. <clears throat> he owns like most of the shareholder uh the shares or whatever at that manson company so yeah i guess he's does. probably getting them cheaper but yeah 140 fucking guitars yeah holy shit dude so every time he smashes one and buys a new one like the stock goes up so it's <laughs> exactly. a win-win for him Actually, yeah that's what they call insider trading insider, insider <laughs> smashing oh that's legal he knows that's the thing he knows all right very good very good so so there's one album before this it's called showbiz it was from 1999 we're not gonna be talking about it uh we're gonna be starting with their second album we drop this cover art oh as always the blurbs and the information about all this stuff comes from wikipedia so if it's wrong here it's wrong there and that's it uh 
Origin of Symmetry is an 11-track record released in 2001, coming in just under 52 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album. Uh, to capture their live energy, Muse recorded their tracks together as a band with some overdubs. Having mainly recorded Showbiz with a Gibson Les Paul, Bellamy recorded Origin of Symmetry using a custom Manson guitar equipped with a built-in fuzz factory. The album title comes from the 1994 book Hyperspace, which suggests the title The Origin of Symmetry for a future book about the discovery of supersymmetry. Origin of Symmetry has been certified uh, two times platinum. Now, there's a bunch of bullshit internet or uh, information on the internet. So... Uh, some uh, due to the creative uh, dispute Muse had with Maverick Records, Origin of Symmetry was prevented from being released in the United States uh, back when it came out. But at some point, it, it uh, got on to uh, one of the charts. So I don't know if that was like they put it out later and one of the albums pushed the sales of this up or it actually was released when it came out. But there's a bunch of shit data out there. Singles from this album, Plug In Baby, Newborn, Bliss, and Hyper Music slash Feeling Good. Who wants to talk about this record first? I'll go first. So uh, I, I got this album in, I don't know, 2001, 2002, something like that. Um, I was a big fan of Radiohead at the time. My friends were calling it Little Radiohead. Um, yeah, we really liked this because uh, like we liked piano music. We liked guitar music. And uh, yeah, for me, like I love like the first five tracks of this album. There's dynamics to it because, you, you know, the bass turns up a uh, fucking distortion, not distortion, uh, you know, um from piano to uh distorted guitars uh yeah i i really fucking love newborn bliss uh yeah F what else did i want to say um i i do think that uh for as dynamic as the keyboard guitar bass can be i would have liked the drummer to do like 20 percent more fills or play with his volume 20 percent more i think he's a little uh uh plain jane for me but um, I like this album very much at the time, and I still like it a lot. And that's what I want to say. Yeah, it's definitely a great rock album. I, I like this album quite a bit. The recording quality of this is fantastic. Uh, Jumbo, what do you think of this record? Dude, so this band reminds me of this even better band called Infant Sorrow. If you haven't heard of Infant Sorrow now, um, download Infant Sorrow. I'm just joking. Um, Bliss, to me, sounds like a song like a stripper who got molested by her dad would dance to. And I'm okay with that because her circumstances match my needs, okay? <laughs> it's very, it's a very sad existence, and I want her to be part of my sad existence, okay? Uh, the falsettos sound like Jared Way is sitting on a Sibian machine sometimes. I don't know how I feel about it. The, the, it's not a bad band. It kind of reminds me of, like, it sounds like Taking Back Sunday got fucked by uh, Enter Shikari. Just a little bit. It, the falsettos uh, on, what is it, Space Dementia? It's just obscure. I don't. I don't get it. I love the bass riffing in hyper music. Um, to me, the guitar saturated the song, and it kind of is like gave me mental aids. The guitar riffs in uh, Plug In Baby and Microcuts feel like ear rape. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just a little rapey. It's a little non-consensually. It's it's honestly okay. So it's not bad because I think that they fuse a lot of like rock and, and old school rock mainly, new rock, kind of alt rock and jazz blues fusion. And I do like that it makes me feel like I'm on a heroin trip. So I'm all about it. It does sound good. It's a fusion of a lot of... I'm, all right, I was trolling in the beginning. Let's just get this shit out of the way. They're actually not a bad band. And what they mix in for like the electronics, the kind of almost at times with the... Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's too much EDM influence on this band, on this album itself, but later on, but it, it's not. it's a great opener. It's very like... 
experimental, like where are we going with this? And, and uh, they don't leave no door closed. You know, all the doors are open and they're just trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. So I think it's a great, great album. I w- there was one album before this though, <clears throat> one though, correct? Yeah, showbiz. showbiz. Yeah, Showbiz, yeah, which was yeah. that debut. I did not get, I didn't listen to that one. However, I did listen to this. You know, I listened to it about three or four times. It wasn't bad. I could definitely listen to it. Uh, I'm not buying it though. I'll listen to it on Spotify. Thank you. <laughs> There's some falsetto singing in micro cuts that was so fucking ridiculous. I was laughing while listening to it. Uh, so yeah, he does go off the rails sometimes. I know that he says in later albums that they have laughed while when they've heard the final product of some of their songs. Uh, Hayden, why don't you tell us about this? Yeah, so uh, funny you should say about microcuts because the first time when I showed my mum it, because my mum has sort of enjoyed Muse with me as well, and obviously we've gone to live gigs together, um, she thought that microcuts when she first heard it was a bunch of cats um screaming in the middle of the night um and it, it i i agree um it's not to everyone's liking but you know it's just showing you know his his vocal range in a nutshell the the guy's on steroids i swear interesting to sort of pick up as well um and you'll like this jomo because i know you like tool um talk but, to me daddy um, david bottrell helped produce Plugin Baby Bliss and Newborn Dark Shines as well. But they've also partnered up with John Leckie as well, who was, I think he produced, um, what was it that I saw? Um, albums from like John Lennon, John Lennon um, Paul McCartney, Pink Floyd, Radiohead, you know, The Verve. So all the classic sort of classic bands and sort of solo artists, really. Nice. And yeah, no, um Origin of Symmetry was the first album that I got into Muse after listening um, to them live on a show called Top of the Pops over here in the UK. Um, and that's where my my uh, my love of Muse started. Um, and obviously this year they remastered Origin of Symmetry for the 20 years of it. So um, I'd say if if you guys wanted to after this, you can take a look and see what they sort of tweaked a little bit as well. Um, okay. Because they, they added more of the strings to Citizen Arrays and stuff like that. Um, and with Megalomania, sorry, I'm, I'm geeking out about this at the moment. No, um, they out. had to get they had to get specific uh, permission from a church because they wanted to use an authentic organ. Um, and the priest at the time didn't want, you know, any music to be, you know, like dev- devil worshipping or anything like that. So um, nice. they had to get the lyrics agreed with the priest before they mm. could record in, in, in the church for, for megalomania. So, yeah, nice. that's my piece. So these guys have a very like the art style of their album covers just screams Pink Floyd to me. Uh, this one specifically, I so the bottom, there's two pictures here in the chat. The top one is the original one, which was drawn. And I always thought when we were, when I was going through this last week, looking to him, I was like, this is a very Pink Floyd idea, like, like the other ones, but this is hand-drawn. I was like, I would have loved to have seen a more realistic picture of this. And then the one below is the one they just re-released for the 20th anniversary, which is a much mm. more realistic picture of it, which looks more like a Pink Floyd album cover. Mm. Um. Yeah, so Feeling Good, I think, is the one song that uh, Jomo was talking about, which is, like, really bluesy. 
um, which is a great song. I do like this album a lot. I actually saw them on this tour in like 99 or 2000 when they played with uh, Foo Fighters and um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I didn't know who they were at the time, but I've never like forgot about them. And they've come in my life like little bits from different people like throughout the, uh, since then. You like uh, little bits coming on you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, newborn, great, uh, great opener to this album. Uh, there's so much gr uh, great bass playing on this record in general. Vocals are done really well. So yeah, I mean, he, like we were talked about with micro cuts. Uh, the dude's range is ridiculous, but yeah, sometimes it's so crazy, it's it becomes comical. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Citizen Erased, uh, halfway through that song, becomes fucking awesome. Uh, it has a really good flow, and I've talked about with System of a Down, I love unpredictable stuff. Anything that I'm predicting the whole song, it's not that it can't be good, but I'm probably kind of bored. And then halfway through that song, it changes. It's great, one of my favorite parts of the whole album. Uh, Dark Shines is another great uh, song, great playing by everybody on that. Um, what else we got here? Oh, the piano in, in Space Dementia is... Uh, sticks out like a sore thumb it's amazing it's it's really well done and yeah this is a great rock record it just sounds really good <clears throat> plug in baby might be my favorite song on this album but yeah it's really good and i was iffy on megalomania uh being the last song the first song and the last song are very important you know spots of the it's the most important real estate on an album so um i was iffy on it and then about three quarters of the way through it comes through and it's it's pretty awesome so yeah this is a great one it's not my favorite muse album but it is great does anyone want to say anything else about this record? He's good with his fingers. Yeah, um, he's the and stuff. Um, but yeah, like when they released Origin of Symmetry, they also um, released their first live DVD, which is Hullabaloo. Um, with mm. that, they included sort of B-sides that they sort of demoed that, that weren't released. So like In the World and Dead Star. Um, Dead Star is a cracking song. Um, but yeah, no, you, you wouldn't expect Citizen Arrays to go into, you know, the, the slow, um, melodical sort of way that it does. But yeah, I think Citizen Arrays is probably my, my best song on, on the album. And then seeing Plug In Baby live um, is just incredible. Nice, yeah. Jomo, anything else you want to say before we read some YouTube comments? No, I don't. I don't. Um, it, it was. Uh, it, it's kind of like they're the kings of four, and they're the Kenny Banya of music. That's the best thing I can say. Okay. First guy here says, "I can't fight this eargasm." Next guy, progressive space rock with a bit of metal sound. These are the true muse. This person, this is borderline scary. How good it is. Next, the second half of the album really grows on you. I think Muse was ahead of its time. And lastly, hands down, definitely their best album. Parenthesis, in my opinion. So yeah, it's Origin of Symmetry. It's a great album. Origin of Bowls. So after that, directly after, we have Absolution. I'm going to drop this in the comments. We also have some uh, alternative artwork. The top one there is the standard release. Uh, Absolution is a 14-track record released in 2003, coming in just over 52 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album and their first album to reach number one in the UK charts, as well as their first top 10 single with uh, Time Is Running Out, peaking at number eight. Uh, the album title comes from the track Sing For Absolution. The artwork was released in three different versions, the standard cover art, the special edition art featuring a different uh, man in a different angle, and the vinyl pressing, which features a little girl. Blackout features an 18-piece orchestra, and Absolution has been certified three times platinum. Singles from this album, Stockholm Syndrome, Time is Running Out, Hysteria, Sing for Absolution, Apocalypse Please, and Butterflies and Hurricanes. Uh, Jomo, you want to talk about this record? 
To me, I didn't find Apocalypse Please is not a banger to me. I was disappointed with the lack of double bass that could have been implemented into the verses. Uh, time is running out. Sounds like a... Uh, you know that GoldenEye uh, 64 pause screen music? <laughs> that, that's what it reminds me of. Um, is this, I'm such a fucking dick, dude. I'm sorry. But the, fa- but the falsettos on falsettos, man, like, it's like... Uh, it made my dick soft. I don't know what the best thing to say is. And let's talk about the cover art. Is that James Garfield on the fucking cover art? Who the fuck is that? I don't know. It's probably nobody that anybody knows. All right. So it's a yeah. fucking nobody. All right. Sing for Absolution. It's it's a kind of a boring song, dude. It's like just a filler song that they just they had to fill up the track with. Um, did love the chorus on Stockholm Syndrome, man. Uh, felt like it was missing some more high-pitched riffs where... I don't know. I could have just accented the song a little bit better. To me, the album is missing great opportunities to like include those great guitar solos, like very complex guitar solos that would go well, kind of with the space kind of uh, rock jazz fusion of a, a, a of this type of band in this specific genre. Because they are they are an interesting band. Um, I love the bass intro and the riffing on fucking Hysteria. That has to be Hysteria. Has to be. My favorite song of the fucking album. It's just, it's a different fucking song. It's fucking, it's good. It's banging. It's heavy. It's fucking legit. And that's all I have to say about Absolution, man. It's give more people some airtime to talk. Uh, we all know I'm just going to just talk shit and say n- nonsense <laughs> anyway. So while I'm speaking about nonsense, let's get a fuck, Mary kill out of the way. All right. Oh, we got, oh. we got, all right. We got Judy Dench. We got oh, Kate, Kate Winslet. And then Maggie Smith, go. <laughs> that, that's I gotta look at Maggie Smith. I don't know who that Yo, is. Yo, you don't know who Maggie Smith is? The fuck is wrong with you? You never, <laughs> you never seen you Harry never Potter? Seen Harry Potter? Yeah, I, no, I've seen, I've seen Harry Potter. Professor McGonagall. Oh God, oh her. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the, these are these are all favorable women in my opinion. What you know? I just we're gonna have to ruin someone's life. So, so Kate Dench, uh, Maggie Smith, and who's the other one? Kate Winslet. Of the Titanic lady. Mm. Yes. Kate Winslet is like young and like she's like 40 years younger than the other two. That's not <laughs> yeah, fair, is it? <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's that hard choice, motherfucker. This is, a, this is not an easy fuck, Mary kill. The thing of it is, I know Jumbo's going to, he's going to, he's going to marry one of the old ones so they die and he gets rich. <laughs> I don't really want to be wasting my life with someone who I'm not attracted to. So I'm marrying Kate Winslet. Um, and then I'm probably banging McGonagall. And who's the other one? Judy Dench. Uh, Judy, yeah, Judy Dench is dead. She's out. She was in that movie Cats. <laughs> that, that movie Cats is fucking garbage. She was in it. She's out. Oh, yeah. I'm killing Judy Dench. I'm marrying, uh, I'm fucking Professor McGonagall. And I'm marrying Kate Winslet. I'm going to give the same answers. Like, uh, Kate Winslet is 40 years younger, so, like, I can work with that the most. Um, let's see. Maggie Smith, I definitely know from some fucking movie. I think she was funny or something. Like, Judy Dench, a lot of people, uh, they, they call her Jane, Dame Judy Dench. She's supposed to be fucking, uh, like, I, th- I think a lot of, like, my, like, uh, like, gay comedians really look up to her as being, uh, like, a badass or something. I don't fucking know anything about her. I don't like how she looks. Uh, yeah, I'm killing her. Whatever. That's what and I have she to was say. in cast. That will always that will always stain her <laughs> fucking resume. Look at it, it. You know what? I I got to hear from Hayden. Let's go. Okay, so hmm, it's difficult 
to be fair, because, you know, we could live a, a long and prosperous life. Uh, I'd marry Kate Winslet, um, because then you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And then, hmm, it's, it's a tough one. Who do I kill? I think uh, I'd have to kill Judy Dench and marry Maggie Smith just because, uh, you know, yeah. she's from Harry Potter and, you know, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And yeah, so I'd say, yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. You How about you, Jomo? <laughs> you disrespectful motherfuckers. I'm fucking Kate Winslet and I'm going to get her pregnant. I mean, you can do that when you get married to her, though. Listen, listen, no, no. Having children out of wedlock is a new thing, all right? (laughs) Um, So I'm going to fuck her. I'm marrying Judy Dench, and here's why. Her net worth is $45 million. (coughs) Maggie Smith's net worth is about $20 million, okay? She doesn't have that many years. All I got to do is, you know, fucking, you know, get some KY jelly, go down on her, you know, keep her nice and lubed up until she hits her deathbed. Cry a little bit at the funeral and then ask the lawyer, what's up? Pay me dollar dollar bill, okay? And I'm killing Maggie Smith because I'm gonna do what Snape couldn't do, okay? I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make her fucking dead, okay? I have nothing but respect for her. She's great, but she's too strong of a character in Harry Potter. Maggie Smith is going to die. That is all. So all we've learned from this these this these fuck Mary Kills is Jomo is all about the money and just about the money, yeah. Well, here's yes. the thing. He's all about the money, but Kate Winslet is worth the most out of all these people. She's exactly. worth seven million. But I, that's why I'm going to get her pregnant. So if she has no, to, so you're you're trying to double down on Mary. I'm gonna I'm gonna say she beats me and all this shit, and <laughs> you know I'm gonna ask for spousal support, and I'm gonna take I was the gonna kid. Say, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the vindictive woman in this relationship. <laughs> so so you're trying to get double that. the money. Yo, my man, you gotta yeah, you gotta you gotta strategize. I mean, it makes sense. God. It's a business decision. All right, we, we ready to move on, All right let's move. Let's move on. I'm done. I'm done. I had my 15 minutes. Okay, let's go. I want to say for the longest time, I thought that I thought this album's name was Hysteria. So when I was seeing it going going through here and seeing it, uh, it was Absolution. I was like, oh, I guess that is the name of it. Uh, Hayden. Yes. We're talking about this right um, now. Yeah, sure. Um, so what you'll probably notice with every single Muse record is they like to experiment um, with different things throughout, you know, their their discography. Um, it's more known, or it's m- more obvious when you listen to, you know, like the Second Law and the Resistance, where they sort of trialed sort of all like the dance music and electronic music, stuff like that. But um, Absolution is another incredible record. Um, Like you said, with Hysteria, obviously Chris, the bass artist, I don't know what he does. I don't know how he can do it. But I think he plays the the bass line in triplets. And that's just, in in musical terms, that's just insane. Um, What I'd like to say about this album as well is obviously um, they had on, they they released a Japanese version of it and they included Fury as as like a B-side to it uh, for that. Um, Fury's another banging, banging song um, where he's using sort of his whammy pedals and stuff like that alongside his Mansons. but yeah, um, I know we were discussing it the other day, weren't we? Um, where we were sort of saying um, the effects and sort of the music that <laughs> that they produced on this album. Um, the small print is just insane. Uh, time is running out. 
I think it's been referred to as 90s or the the noughties uh, sort of dance bass line because it's so so distorted. But no, yeah. Um, during this tour as well, I think I remember sort of. I think I remember seeing it in the news or on social. Well, not social media, but news at the time. Um, whilst he was playing, whilst Matt was playing the start of Citizen Erased, um, he headbanged into his guitar and busted his lip um, over in the US. Because I think that was when they had started sort of performing in the US and sort of taking it international. And I don't know if you're going to cover this in, in a bit, Jack, but um, obviously during, during Glastonbury Festival for their first headline, which Glastonbury is obviously the, the biggest festival in the world. Um, unfortunately, um, Dom's father um, suffered a heart attack after, shortly after watching the end of Stockholm Syndrome, which they ended the, the gig on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit sentimental to them as well because obviously mm. Dom lost his dad, but they just kept on going and, you know, they kept on pushing through it and supported, supported Dom. And mm. to be fair, performing or headlining a, the biggest festival in the world probably made made his dad incredibly sort of proud and happy. So yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That's that's all I'd say to that. So anyone else can jump in. But yeah, Rob, uh, you want to talk about it? Uh, let's see. So I so the, uh, the, this is an album that like a lot of my friends bought. Now remember, like when you're in high school, you're broke. Uh, so like we we tried to economize albums where it's like uh, okay, when we all hang out, we'll like we'll we'll all listen to this album because I don't have it, but you do. And uh, so this is my only way for me to listen to it is to hang out with you and you put it on when I'm around. But a lot of us ended up buying this album because a lot of us liked it that much. Uh, and I remember seeing them live at UMass when I was a student there, and the show was good but not great. I, I again that I think I, th I think I have to blame the drummer. Uh, like I was a drummer at the time, and I think that dynamics are the the element of of music that's like the least like represented or whatever. Like uh, you know the 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 bass player and what whatever they turning on and off uh, distortion they have it going on but the drummer plays kind of like even throughout the show i would have liked as a drummer i would have liked fucking 20 percent more fills or 20 percent more playing with the volume to uh excite me a little bit more but so like if i were to compare this to the first album which one do i like more uh uh origin of symmetry i think runs out of gas but i think those fir first five are i'm really fucking excited about whereas this album might annoy me less but i think this album bores me a little bit more yeah i do uh like uh bass channels like davy 504 still play hysteria to this day so like that that riff this the, the riff is like almost 20 years old now but uh it's still memed all the time because it's just that fucking good um what else do I want to say? I don't know. This album is is good, but I don't know. It's it's or it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I think this is my favorite Muse record. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I I love this album. I I personally like. Jumbo says he doesn't think Apocalypse pleases a banger. I have it right here that I think it is a banger. Uh, Yo, your so opinion is so much more valuable than mine. Nice. One of the things on this record is we we mentioned Radiohead uh, sounding like them in the previous one. There are songs on this album that straight up. If I'm drunk, you tell me it's Muse. I'm still going to tell you it's not. Nice. It's like, uh, which one specifically? Time is running out might be the one. 
Uh, or maybe Apocalypse, please. But yeah, there's a bunch of parts on here that sound like Radiohead. Uh, there's also a bunch of parts that don't. But yeah, there's there's some songs uh, that really have ripped its face off and worn it as a mask. Uh, Time is Running Out, amazing song. Uh, love the guitar tone. Uh, again, this album sounds fucking great, just like the last one. When we talked about Ghost, we were saying the first record had some issues with just sound quality or, you know, we were into the guitar or whatever. Uh, these guys have just pretty much, well, I haven't listened to Showbiz, but what we listened to, it all sounds uh, fantastic. Uh, Sing for Absolution is great. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome is another one is awesome. that's awesome. It's some of my favorite guitar playing on the album. There's great melodies. There's a part where he says, I wish I could, and he yells it, and that's probably my favorite vocal part of the whole um, album. Let's see what else I have on this laundry list. The bass, incredible as always. Uh, Falling Away With You is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, it's a great way to slow the album down, and then it, it like brings it back up in the same song. Uh, there's a there's a track called Interlude, which is be which is between Falling Away from You and Hysteria. These are normally the songs when they're like 30 seconds or a minute that I, like I, they, I don't really need them. Uh, they generally don't do anything for me, but it actually bridges the two songs together pretty well. So I think it's all right. Hysteria's classic Muse. I think this this is so. I saw them in like '99. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know any of their songs, but Hysteria is probably the first song I remember actually hearing somebody being like yo listen to this and you know knowing who they were and, and listening to a song from them powerful catchy song awesome classic muse um probably one of their best songs that they've written through their entire career uh blackout has some nice strings in it i was saying it was a really beautiful song i think it is there are some there are some parts of this uh album specifically when i'm driving around and listening to it it's just calming it's like a really calming there's parts of it that are just really nice and calming uh small print is a later song that is awesome i love it i it pops immediately from the beginning a great guitar playing really catchy and then there's a song uh, second to last thoughts of a dying atheist um the bass and drum is my favorite part uh, of well the two of them playing together, it's my favorite part of the album, and the drums during the chorus are fucking awesome. Uh, so it, it could very well possibly be my favorite song on this record. But this is my favorite one by them, and it's a banger all the way through, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, it's great. So they, they, they killed it with this one. Let's read some YouTube comments. Absolution is, for me, the best album of Muse with Black Holes and Revelations. Next person. When my sister first got this album, she refused to let us listen to it, but she played it very loudly, and we memorized the bass line for Stockholm Syndrome through the floor. Next person. How can every Muse song be the best Muse song? Uh, next. What I like to call bottle of wine music. Is that what you would call, Jomo? No, not at all whatsoever. I call it um, uh, cocaine music, for sure. Okay. So it's good now and probably not tomorrow? Uh, it, after 30 minutes, the come down is tough. <laughs> uh, and last person says it's been over a decade since i was a teenager listening to this on my cd player mowing the lawn i'm in my 30s now the life and this album is just as amazing as the first day i found it i'll, I'll still be listening to it when i'm 80 if i make it that far is there anything else that anybody would like to say about absolution before we move on no okay should i play today do you guys have own genital jousting on steam what the fuck is that? Jousting. What's that? <laughs> I don't know, but I bought it when it was like a dollar and fifty cents. I haven't played it yet. It's called genital jousting, and it's on Steam. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have that. That sounds really weird to own. Oh, shut up, <laughs> Yeah, the jousting part, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Only you would. Would don't act me. like you're like above I everybody. Like, I'm I, I, I am above you. No, I would like... never own that. Yeah, okay. 
Yo, when you when are you gonna get married, bro? What's going on with that? I got I gotta lock it down soon. Yo, you got to. She's gonna be start fucking like, oh well, you need to find someone else. Just remember that you get down on one knee, not both knees. Okay, that's that's good to know. Dude, I'm normally down, I'm normally what, down on both. So. What if what if you like propose like tripod style with your dick, right? Oh my god! So you I'm just, just like, like lean forward. Yeah, like lean forward slightly so you're closer to her face, and your dick is on the ground like fucking tripoding. Like, I mean, like, what do you mean lean forward slightly? Your cock would have to be like four feet long to lean forward slightly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. what, what you got to do is just push it, like pull it like a tail, you know, like a like an animal's <laughs> tail. <laughs> keep pulling on it until it gets long. <laughs> fuck it's... Hey, if, what do they say? If you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. Oh, fuck that, dude. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll windmill that shit, right? Just to establish dominance. <laughs> oh, so fucking pees on people right next to me. Like you always establish dominance. Yo, that, that that's how you establish, establish dominance in the animal kingdom, dude. You pee on other people. Why do you think R. Kelly is like the alpha male? Like, he has to pee on people. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah, like peeing on things in general is establishing dominance, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready? Yeah. Let's oh, go. yeah. Jomo, are you ready? Yeah. Let me just drop this in the comments. Drop those comments, daddy. Uh, Black Holes and Revelations is an 11-track record released in 2006, coming in just over 45 minutes long. It's the band's fourth studio album, which was recorded over a period of four months and entered the charts at number one in five countries, including the United Kingdom, and in the top ten in several other countries. The album title comes from the track Starlight. Uh, and lasting over two years and almost 200 shows, the Black Holes and Revelations tour is the band's longest to date. Black Holes and Revelations has been certified three times platinum. Singles, Supermassive Black Hole, Starlight, Knights of Sidonia, Invincible, and uh, Map of the Problematic. Uh, Hayden, you want to start this one? I think with Black Holes and Revelations, again, this is when they sort of experimented even more. Um, from, from the album itself, um, what you'll notice is it's all... It's all about sort of science fiction and, you know, politics and stuff like that. Obviously, like like we were saying last night, I think it was, um, Take uh, take a Bow um, is an incredible song. I think, did they, I can't remember if they did open with it or not, but um, they always used to sort of, they, they, they used to play that as part of the encore. And then with this tour specifically, they they opened with Knights of Sidonia, um, which is an, an homage to his to, to Matt's sort of father. Um, Knights of Sidonia is 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 a killer song as well. Um, the guitar solo, well, not the well, I wouldn't say guitar solo, but the guitar at the end of the song, um, just as it builds up, um, is incredible. Um, if you can imagine, sort of. Uh, what like sixty, seventy thousand people jumping up and down to it. Um, when I when I saw them at Download Festival, um, it was over one hundred twenty thousand, and everyone loved it and sort of mosh pitted to it and stuff like that. Um, Starlight um, is obviously a classic. It's a little bit more of a laid back song, um, so classical. Um, talking about you know relationships and. Oh, I wish, you know, I could hold you in my arms and stuff. Supermassive Black Hole, great song. Um, Map of the Problematic, great song. Um, 
there's a unique effect that he uses with his guitar um, at the start of that. So it's like a, is it a delayed, um, delayed effect as well? Assassin, Exopolitics. Exopolitics is probably one of my favorite songs on, on the album. City of Delusion, uh, Hoodoo. And then obviously you get like the, the quieter songs like Soldier's Poem, Invincible. Um, Soldier's Poem, uh, interestingly enough, was influenced by the Iraqi war, where obviously soldiers were going out to war um, and not coming back. Um, so it's obviously quite a somber song, um, but it reflected, you know, the time period and, and obviously the, the shit that went on in Iraq um, and Afghanistan. So, yeah, that's all I'd say to that. It is, it is a brilliant, brilliant album. Um, and yeah. I, I like this one quite a bit. Uh, yeah, Exopolitics, I think, has the best chorus on this record. Um, it is good. So this this is, you're, you're right that they're getting more like experimental with effects and electronics and that stuff. And then the album we listen to after this, they kind of take it back. So there's two records in between this and Drones, which were uh, The Resistance and Second Law. And uh, I haven't listened to them, but one of the reasons that they went back to more of a, of a rock band thing for uh, Drones is because... I, even the bass player was like, when we played songs from those albums live, they're just boring. They're not fun to even play. So they went back to the, you know, the the tried and true method, I guess, of just being a straight up rock band, and and adding some things to enhance it, but not like using the other stuff as the core and then the rock band stuff to enhance that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think they go overboard with that at all in this album. And but Knights of Sidonia is very possibly the greatest Muse song ever fucking written. It is amazing. Mm. It is such a good mm. fucking song. It's amazing. And the second know. half of it is just incredible. When they start, like, uh, there's a part where they start doing the singing. Uh, it's almost acapella. There's, like, some stuff going on in the background. It just amazing. I It's so good. So the other day I was saying that this album starts off with Take a Bow, which is perfect. It's a perfect album opener. But I said that it doesn't end with the right song because it ends with the song Glorious. Well, guess what? Somebody tack that onto the end of the playlist. That's that's like the uh, bonus, the, uh, extra B song, uh, the extra B side or whatever. If you bought the whatever edition, so this album does end with Knights of Sidonia, which is the perfect way to end it. Um, bass and Starlay is great. The bass on this whole fucking album is awesome. Soldier's Poem, one of the only Muse songs I don't like. It does nothing for me. Get rid of it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, let's see. A Map of the Problematic, or however you pronounce that. I have no clue how you pronounce that. Uh, one of my favorite songs on the record. Great music. Uh, the, the beat at points of that is almost like a dance beat from a dance club. Uh, and I think it's great. It's really, really well done. There's some, the, the drums on this album sound great. Um, and they've never, you know, they've never had an issue with recording with like bad recordings. There's, there's a song in here called City of Delusion that has a trumpet part towards the end. And it reminds me of some classic song. I can't remember. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it reminds me of it. And it's great. Um, and it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Invinci uh, Invincible is another one of my favorites. It's a nice slow song, great singing, and it turns into a rock song towards the end. So they do the whole thing where they have like the slower part of the album and they allow it to speed back up uh, in the same song. And then Super Ma Massive Black Hole, great singing. Uh, one of my favorite songs on here. And towards the end, they do the layered singing where he's like singing over himself, which I always think is pretty awesome. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of this record? Well, I'll tell you, um, take a bow. It makes me want to do three rails off a stripper's asshole. Um, it's a fucking powerful song. I think it's a great song. Um, it just it feels like you know I could be coked out on a bender for a few days, and I want I want that eight ball in my life. Uh, Starlight to me is more of a stripper song. 
and I love every second of it. Supermassive black hole feels like a fucking to me like a uh, another. I'm gonna relate this to drugs. This is a, like a heroin song. It's very out there, very fucking kind of different for me at least. And Map of the Problematic is uh, I think it's fire. I think it's a great song. Uh, love the clean vocals on it and and the bass. The fucking I, I know I. I I think I reference bass more than even drums in, in, in this album. And the drums you can obviously hear and pitch out. But I love the bass in, in all of the fucking, um, all of the Muse albums to me. Invisible Assassin. Oh, wait. Invis- Invincible and Assassin. Like, Assassin is like fucking, that's a solid as fuck song, bro. It's like, it's just the right amount of heavy, the right amount of fucking... Everything in that song is just right with this album. So for Black Holes and Revelation, this has to be out of what we listen to. This album has to be the uh, my favorite album. However, I will say this about Knights of uh, Chlamydia. It, it's it's kind of good, I guess. Um, but it's kind of feels like if Monty Python went to space. That's what nice. I have to say. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just... Oh. Well, it, it's just out there. It's just like it feels like I'm going on a trek to, to like some fucking faraway place and... And and we're going out there. I'm gonna go. It feels like a fucking Mass Effect. What Mass Effect would put in their fucking games, bro? It's not. It's not for me. It's it's just out there. It's too experimental. It's too weird. Okay. Every okay. time I see okay. every, every time I, every time I see supermassive black hole, it makes me think weird <laughs> things. Uh, like Sasha Gray's <laughs> Gate. Oh, here we go. Somebody posted. Someone said this is Sasha Gray's favorite song. You know, it might have been this song. I don't remember, but it was in one of the comments of one of the songs. That makes a lot uh, of sense too. <laughs> it could have been this. I didn't put it together, but that's probably what it was. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? This is my favorite Muse album. Um, I didn't hear it until this week, but I'm glad that we did Muse because I'm glad I discovered this album. Yeah, Take a Bow. That's a song that Joe Rogan takes uh, plays before he goes uh, elk, elk hunting. Starlight reminds me of some pop song by some other band, probably Coldplay. Supermassive Black Hole is the first time I remember them uh, experimenting with dual vocals. I love dual vocals, like, you know, I love uh, Bleach, Beach Boys, Blink-182, I, I love, so hearing them experiment with that, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that live. One thing they were saying on um, Behind the Music of uh, Absolution is they like having only one guitar player because they have less arguing to do, you know. Uh, guitar players and bass players don't always argue because they're not always um, like fighting for the same space the same way that guitar players might uh, argue about you know well if you do that then I can't do this and then so uh, so, uh, so, so them writing uh, songs for two singers I don't know how they manage that live but uh, I don't know I like to hear it I'm glad that they, they did it uh, Assassin has all the crazy metal drum fills that I've been hungering for all along. Uh, yeah, yes. Knights, of Sidonia, Knights of Sidonia. I'm not going to say it sounds like Bohemian Rhapsody, but, you know, they have that uh, breakdown into 95 chorus parts and, in, and into like a, a heavy headbanging riff afterwards. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting... When you say that this album has some more experimentation, you know, my friends called Muse Little Radiohead. This is more, this is, you know, I, I get more classic rock. I get more uh, dance music. I, get, I don't know. I get more of a variety of stuff into it. It's like they, they got older and they got, um, yeah, this is my favorite Muse album. That's what I have to say. 
Nice. Yeah, no, it, it's really good. I do like this album quite a bit. I'm up in the air right now if my second favorite is Origin of Symmetry or uh, this one. I need to listen to both of them more to to figure that out. But this is a good record. And I remember when this album came out, one of my friends was really, really obsessed with it. And he was always telling me to listen to it and playing. I remember him playing me Knights of Sidonia. I remember when I first started, I was like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, but I, at this point, I'm like, yo, it's a banger. It's great. Um, but yeah, this this album was, was popular for... Um, uh, for quite a bit of, for quite a bit of people that I knew, uh, some YouTube comments here. Take a bow and map of the problematic are my favorites, or however that's pronounced. Uh, there are only a handful of bands I can actually say that I love every song. Muse is one of them. Incredibly talented band, which transitions from rock to synth to metal without missing a note. This gives me goosebumps every single time I hear it. And uh, finally, fifth grade winter was the first time I heard Muse, and City of Delusion was the first song that my ears heard in this universe. So uh, yeah, it's a good record. Yeah, it's good. They 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 got a good track record. I I also love the album cover here. Again, it's very Pink Floyd ish. If this was a Pink Floyd record, I you know if it had Pink Floyd's name on it, but it was actually Muse, I would believe it's actually Pink Floyd. Anybody want to say anything else about this record? No. No. Negative. All right. So after this, this was in uh, 2006. So after this, in 2009, they had the Resistance, which I will just drop the uh, work in, so we're all on the same page. Uh, the Resistance won Best Rock Album at 2010's 53rd Annual Grammy Awards, beating out Neil Young, Jeff Beck, Pearl Jam, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And the, resist the song Resistance was nominated for Best Rock Performance by a duo or group with vocals, but lost to whom, Jomo? Your mom. Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Black Keys with Tighten Up. And that's all I want to say about that album. You got uh, Uprising on there as well, which is Jomo's favorite song. Dude, it's like it's like a feature space strip club song. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. Uh, the Second Law in 2012. Uh, the Second Law was nominated for Best Rock Album at 2012's 55th Annual Grammy Awards, but lost to whom, Jomo? Um, oh, I'm going to say Captain Kangaroo. Suck. The Black Keys. Uh, for El Camino, they which suck. I can't hate because El, El Camino is a fucking awesome album. Banger of an album. Uh, so... You guys see the pictures in there. Uh, so now we'll move on to the last one we listened to, which is the second to last um, album that Muse has released. This is uh, Drones. Uh, Drones is a 12-track record released in 2015, coming in just under 53 minutes long. It's the band's seventh studio album and is a concept album following a soldier's abandonment, indoctrination as a human drone, and eventual defection. It topped 21 international charts, making it Muse's fifth consecutive number one album on the UK album charts. Uh, the album title comes from the track Drones, uh, beating out James Bay, Death Cab for Cutie, Highly Suspect, and Slipknot. Drones won Best Rock Album at 2015's 58th Annual Grammy Awards and has been certified gold. Singles from this album, Psycho, Dead Inside, Mercy, Revolt, Aftermath, and Reapers. A shit ton of uh, singles from this album. I've heard the song Dead Inside a billion times from the radio or wherever, and I've never realized it was Muse. The drum beat of that song is really unique, and I think it's awesome. Uh, there's a part in that song where he says, I gave you everything I can't give you anymore, and now I've become just like you. And uh, it's a good song. I, I, I don't know why I didn't realize it was Muse. Uh, song Psycho, uh, great guitar work, great voice, fucking awesome. I do like this album. It's probably my least favorite of the four. Uh, Mercy... Uh, has some great melodies in it. There's two parts of this album that sound like Queen to me. Uh, Defector, which has some Queen-type singing in the chorus, 
and then, which is a good song, one of my favorites. And then Revolt is another one which reminds me even more of Queen uh, with some of the singing that's that's in there. Uh, and it has a great chorus. Drones ends this album, which is like an acapella song. I don't know why it's on here, honestly, besides the fact that it's named Drones. It comes after this epic 10-minute long song, The Globalist, and then it's this two-minute, and two-and-a-half-minute long, like, acapella-type thing. There's no background music. It's just singing together. Uh, and it personally doesn't really do anything for me, and I don't think it ends the album especially well. I think they should have just ended it with The Globalist and put this somewhere else in the mix if they had to have it on there. JFK is another one of those filler tracks uh, that normally I would say, fuck it. But I think it actually does bridge uh, the two, the one before and after, the handler and defector pretty well. There's like this nice, beautiful kind of string playing. And then there's kind of this ugly ass guitar slides or whatever it's doing. But then those slides are kind of transition into uh, the defector, which I think works actually really well. Um, and then handler has, oh, there's a, there's a part of the singing in handler where there's falsetto voice sounds like Justin Hawkins from The Darkness that I actually thought he guessed the start on the song. It sounded just like him to me. Uh, he's not. I guess the guy just kind of sounds like him. And uh, the song, though, has great energy. Drums uh, are really powerful in the song, in my opinion. They're really recorded well. So, uh, yeah, this album is good, uh, but it's probably my least favorite of the four. Uh, who would like to talk about this first? Um, sure, this is my least favorite of the four. Um, th so the Muse has had no uh, lineup changes, which is cool. Uh, you know, I've, I, I, you know, you look at Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails has had a million fucking changes over the over the years. Um, I thought that they had maybe changed the drummer because there was like a '80s revival song with like the the '80s snare on it that was driving me fucking crazy. But no, this is still Muse. It's still the same fucking guy. Um, what else? There were a few guitar riffs on this album that stuck out to me as like cool guitar riffs, uh, you know, uh, heavy sounding, whatever. Um, I don't know. This this is my least favorite of the four. I don't have a lot to say about it. That's it. That's okay. it. Right. Yep, yep. Jomo? So I too am dead inside. Um, pass <laughs> we the know. We, know. we pa knew that. Pa pass the blow, my friend. Let's keep the high going. Um, I, I I will say this, and I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and sweet. The song Drill Sergeant brought back PTSD. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like that at all. I was like, you know what? How dare you? How dare you bring back some shitty memories where I have to see dudes jerking off in the middle of the night? I don't want to remember that shit. <laughs> oh my god. Or, or or people getting <laughs> hit. Shitty with no stall doors. No stall doors yeah. and and people fucking uh getting punched and kicked and all that shit. I don't want to remember that stupid shit. Anyway, love the riffing on psycho uh it feels like a mashup of different bands uh the tones throughout this whole like listening uh of all four of these albums they're very unique it's a very unique ensemble i think this band um definitely bridges the gap with a lot of different bands between mixing edm jazz blues rock um alt rock even some prog definitely a very unique band i don't think they should be taken lightly at all whatsoever and this album was okay. <laughs> this nice. just this album was okay. <laughs> um, what I what I'd say about it is obviously this this album. I think like like Jack said earlier, um, they wanted to go back to their roots more, go back to you know the nitty gritty and not you know go down the electronic orchestral sort of side. Um, so that's why they partnered up with is it. Who was it? Robert John Lange, who helped produce ACDC albums as well. Um, and, and with that, obviously, you get you get sort of the heavy 
sort of kind of riffing from from psycho um the handler is probably my favorite song on the album itself it's it means quite a lot to me um you know you can't control me anymore or anything like that at the end um the hammer on solo as well um that lasts for what seems like 10 billion years um that's got to be hard to play day in day out um but yeah um this was all about you know drone warfare how it's taking sort of the human element out of it so you can see that you know when matt bellamy writes albums and stuff like that he he uses um influences that's going on you know at, at the time that when 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 they're writing them um i saw them twice on this tour um so i saw them when they did like their small intimate tours um i was down in plymouth for university at the time so um i turned around to mum and said you know for your birthday do you want a ticket to see muse in exeter because it's technically their homecoming show um because they they obviously grew up and lived in tinmouth um so they had all their family there it was a great gig you know it was it was close up close and personal um and then with their arena tours that they did they um because they couldn't do it during the festival season they um incorporated drones into the stage setup as well so every now and again you you'd get the drones flying around um to the globalists um there was a huge blimp flying around that was quite cool um but their stage sets are just insane as well um but yeah top top album um i i agree with you guys it's probably not my best album that i like I, I do prefer origin of symmetry or absolution but still still a decent album um and yeah uh, there's still a bunch of great parts on this record I, I agree um it might not be their top tier but it's it's not bad but yeah they, I, mean, I don't know the albums that they won against but i don't know there's sometimes where i feel like people kind of get a pity award sometimes i don't know they won like best rock album with resistance um um, excuse me they won uh which one did they win yeah with resistance yeah they won best rock album for that um and so i don't know like because when you you know obviously they can't go they're not going to go back in time and, and nominate something you know one of the earlier ones for for like you know best rock album or something like that but yeah as far as creativity or just kind of i don't know you know the the band i i don't know i wouldn't say if you were to to, to give one album to someone say this is muse i doubt it would be this one um so yeah, it's good though. I, I I enjoyed listening to this. I would like when we talked about you know afterwards when we when, after we're done listening to a week's worth of music, which bands would we put into our rotation to keep listening to? And Muse is one that I definitely would. I I, I miss these guys. I haven't thought about them in a while. Um, I haven't listened. The last album I listened to was um, what do you call it? Fucking uh, the two thousand six one, Black Holes and Revelation. So I I you know I didn't even realize how many albums they even had anymore. They do have one album after this, which came out in 2018 called Simulation Theory. Uh, the album cover looks so 80s. It's amazing. Look at this. Look nice. at that. Oh, yeah. It was, so with Simulation Theory, it's, it's, yeah, it's got the 80s influence, but it's um, the whole story behind it is being like an arcade game. Um, okay. And they released, obviously, Simulation Theory um, live, um, where they turned it into kind of like a feature film um with like a story behind it with which obviously allows you know the songs giving more meanings um and this is this is the the tour that i went by myself and it was insane honestly <laughs> nice 
How many times did you say you've seen them? Oh, I can't count them on one hand. I think 10 or 11 times. Oh, wow. Since 2009. Um, and like I said, you know, I, I usually go and see it with my mum. But this one I went by myself. But no, it was, yeah, decent. Nice. All right, so let's check out some YouTube comments. First person, Drones is yet another incredible, amazing Muse album. This person just bought this album a week ago. Really fucking good. Next person. Could this band be the closest thing to a modern queen? Uh, next person makes that's me feel a, alive. That's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Uh, lastly, I've never heard someone singing your ass belongs to me now so beautifully. Mm. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Classy as fuck. He puts a little chutzpah on it. What the fuck does that mean? Chutzpah. I don't what, know. What a little pizzazz. What's a fucking sh Where? What kind of fucking goddamn language is that? Chutzpah? Shitzpah. I don't know. It's something that people say, dude. Like, put a little chutzpah on it. Are you retarded? I've heard it. Are you retarded? Don't def don't I've defend him, Rob. He's fucking retarded. <laughs> no, I've heard it. I've heard people it. Say all, right. It, all right, all right, all right. Rob this say, Rob say, dude. Hey, listen. I'm the arbiter of funny. All right. Know your goddamn place. That's right. Jomo. You've ruined enough lives, Jomo. I know. I know. <laughs> Yo, first. That's brilliant. <laughs> Let's think about all the women I've slighted. <laughs> let's just, no, no, let's not. Let's let's avoid that. Let's, anyway, moving what, on, moving movie? on, moving on. So your wife edits these videos. I know videos. she does, and she's the best best thing to ever happen to me in, in my life. Eleven out of eleven, actually, and isn't high enough. What did everyone think of Muse? I thought they were good. I, I, I just for me, it's just a band that is very they fuse a lot of different things together i think that i would have been more impressed if they moved into the only downside was the drums i just felt the drums were very just kind of just just a filler a background and nothing not knocking british music but that british music t tends to just keep drums where they think they belong it's just to keep tempo and in the back where i'm more of a buddy rich kind of guy where the the drums have to take over at, at certain points and you know you're gonna have your ear to the floor just listening to the drums that's for me that's what i get out of a band and and i do love the bass lines and drums more than i would let's say the singer and his falsetto accents into the song and but other than that i mean they're, they're a good group for a reason they do mix a lot of different things they experiment and um, I think that they have a lot to offer. Maybe, you know, maybe about a few more albums before someone gets a drug habit. I, I think the drug habit awesome. would have been ten, three albums ago. These guys are got to be hitting, I don't know, mid 40s, 50 at this point. Oh, I, I, don't, I doubt they're starting a drug habit now. Listen, you can start a drug habit whenever. I think true. that 80 year olds should be the it's first one to have a heroin addiction. That's true. Um, one thing that was cool to see while, you know, researching these guys and looking into everything is just how you, you look up from showbiz to uh, drones specifically, and you can just see how they're keep getting a little higher on the chart every time. And then drones. So if there's 10 different charts that they're showing on Wikipedia, um, you know, drones at one point, they, they were a chart like out of 200, they were like 167. Then next time they're a hundred, then next time they're 50. And then by the time I got the drones, it was almost number one across the board. And it was actually really cool to see how they, you know, by just, you know, staying active, being, you know, just trying to expand, be, you know, creative, be good, keep putting out con consistently good music that people like. And they just kept climbing and climbing and climbing to where they were almost in first, like across the entire thing that they show on, on Wikipedia. It was just a cool thing to see. Um, Rob, cool. what do you think? 
what do you want to say? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jomo. Rob, what do you want to say about Muse? Yeah, I, I really like Muse. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with Jomo on, on the drums. It's like, uh, I, I don't know if I'm true. The reason I'm a metalhead is uh, I like I really respond to drums. I was a drummer for a lot of my, my musical career. And it's just like, uh, I, I really feel something there. And when fucking... Um, there's a, there's a certain type of egomaniac guitar player that's like, uh, it has to be all me, so I need the drummer to be basically invisible. <coughs> and, <I'm just> like, <laughs> and and I just, I, I can't, I, to me, like, the, the drums uh, have so much to do with, with the energy, and that's why I love uh, metal, because there's, there's, uh, there's room to, like, overplay a bit, or like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I need my drums to be uh, blasting out the windows of my car. Otherwise, it's too fucking boring to me. Fucking I agree. I'm in the, truth, I'm in the same the boat. The truth. That's the fucking truth. The fact that my car windows are intact is a problem. Yes. Except, well, it's about to get really cold out. So as soon as that's over, when it gets colder, try listening to some of the falsettos and see if it finally breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Hayden, why don't you just uh, wrap up your feelings on uh, Muse? Yeah, so obviously, um, Muse are, you know, one of my best, well, favorite bands. And I can't wait to see where they go for the next one. I know that they're in the studio now. Um, they're just obviously doing it slowly due to COVID and stuff. Um, and they're doing a lot of festival sort of gigs next year. But I'm just excited to see where they go in this sort of journey in, in the next album. Um, but yeah great band obviously i grew up in devon myself so um it's nice to know that i can kind of relate to them i love i love going down to devon and stuff like that but yeah i love them that's all i have to say hell yeah, oh, yeah. and what are we done moaning Gemma? um i just want to say great band great choice um for me Muse, it has to be, next time I'm on peyote, I'm going to put on the whole discography of Muse, okay? Um, I feel cheated that we didn't get to listen to Resistance, but it's whatever. Um, I still listen, whatever, on my own. No big deal. And uh, again, remember, December 7th is not about Pearl Harbor. It is Patrice O'Neill's birthday. Rest in peace, Patrice. My boy. Uh, Jomo, what do we listen to next week? Kill, switch, engage. Ooh. Very nice. Let's do my, it. My grandpa got me into them. Dude, your grandpa's <laughs> fucking awesome. Let's hang out with him and do blow. <laughs> he got me into corn and slipknot and system of a down, so yeah. Wow. I'm just nice. I'm just picturing a grandpa being like, open this pit up. Open this fucking <laughs> pit up, brother. Open this pit. Uh beat his face in. There's a gif <laughs> of, of like a, a Tigger toy. Oh jeez. It's like, and it's bouncing. It's like, let's open this pit up. <laughs> All right. Well, you have to include the most fucking cheekiest thing to include. Yeah, I borrowed an English word. Hell yeah. Um, so, Hayden, thank you for... Uh, shut the fuck up, bitch. No one's talking to you. All right? I'm trying to finish. All right. Thank you. Anyway, so Hayden, thank you. Muse2131 uh, on Twitch TV. Like, subscribe to him. Um, do, do what you can. Blow him. Try to stalk him. It's all cool. I want to say thank you again to Mr. Jack Falcon and Mr. Rob Fortune as usual. Doing great things and spreading the good word. Thank you, everyone, and have a good week. What do you call a pedophile with no legs? What? A creepy crawler. <laughs>